Hey, um, my name is Brett Richman. I'm here with, with Kyle Belden. And um, this past Sunday, we uh, had a sermon uh, on spiritual rhythms. And um, we've been having these questions as part of uh, this to help bring clarity and help uh, us to have like kind of greater understanding, help make sure that we answer questions. And we don't get a chance to get to all of them during the service. So we wanted to make sure we um, do a couple of videos uh, each week um, to help answer, answer some of those questions. So uh, first of all, thank you so much for sending in so many great questions this past Sunday. Yeah, there's, um, there's a ton. There's a lot of really good questions. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like really broad questions, a lot of very specific questions. So uh, thank you for, for all of those. Um, so we'll just kind of jump in. Um, uh, we have, I think, three questions today. Um, there were a lot of questions around these, so it was kind of why we settled in on these. So the first question is, uh, what resources have you found most helpful to encourage spiritual rhythms? Yeah, so this is a, this is a great question because we, we did get a lot that were kind of asking, like, how do I do this? And that's kind of a tough question to answer because we don't, uh, I mean, I can't know where everyone is at, what stuff we are practicing, what things maybe we aren't, kind of what our approach is, what our life is like. But asking for resources, I think, is amazing because then we are willing to then go and, and look into some of these things and see how they can be beneficial to us. One thing we did want to mention is uh, we spent uh, quite a few weeks back in January of 2022 talking through in depth these spiritual rhythms, specifically fasting, prayer, meditation on God's word, and giving. And so there's a sermon series called Close and Faithful. And um, we would really encourage you, if you want more information about the practices themselves and kind of how our church is interpreting them, uh, you can go and check that out. It's at cpmodesto.org. It's in the message archives, and it's the series Close and Faithful. So we would definitely encourage you to, to check some of that stuff out. I just want to throw a few rapid fire ones, and if one like sticks out to you, you can you can look into it. Um, one that has been really helpful with uh, scripture reading and prayer in particular is the Lecto 365 app. Um, it's it's an app that's been developed that will kind of walk you through a process of reading and pausing and listening to God's word um, and asking questions about what God is trying to say to you. Um, it's kind of all packaged in this app. In case you're like, I don't really know where to start. Do I just flip the Bible open? This can really be an, an excellent like first first try at that. Um, I mentioned this book on Sunday, uh, Pray Like Monks, Live Like Fools. Um, it's written by a, a guy named Tyler Statton, who is a pastor up in Portland. And it's been really, really beneficial for me as I have pursued uh, deepening my prayer life. Uh, that, that's a great resource I would encourage you to, to check out. And then um, the one other one that I wanted to mention was uh, the Bible Project, which I know Brett and I both have, have benefited greatly from. It's these guys uh, who uh, have a very clear way of communicating biblical truths that just inspire the imagination of what Scripture is contextually and historically, and it makes me want to read my Bible more. And uh, that's that's the point, right? If we want to do these things with greater consistency so that we have deeper intimacy with him. So those are a few to check out. Certainly there's tons out there. We have to have discernment. We have to test them against scripture, but those are a few to, to try. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> there are way more resources than we could ever um, probably even try out. Um, so I just, I just want to say, I just want to echo what Kyle just said about um, kind of measuring that against what does scripture say, but also um, really look for resources that aren't just going to reinforce your own like ideology or cultural beliefs or 
political beliefs, those kind of things. Really look for the resources that are going to help you go deeper in intimacy with, with Jesus. Um, so I uh, love the ones that Kyle mentioned. I think there's a couple others. Um, I know I like to use the Echo Prayer app, which um, just kind of helps me keep connected and remind me to pray, um, which is something that is helpful for me during the day. Um, there's also like a lot of apps that you can use, but the Bible app is, I mean, just a really great one. There's a ton of resources there. There's also a Bible app for kids. Um, and so a couple of kids resources, that's one. Um, and then, uh, my tribe watch is another great resource for kids. Um, that, uh, I think also as parents, um, we can participate in as well. Um, but I think another resource we just always have to keep in mind is, um, is really just routine. Um, what we do with our time, our time is our greatest resource. So making sure that we are actually scheduling out and making time to do these things. Because it doesn't matter what resources we have if we don't make the time to really engage with those. And that's so good. And it's such a good thing to like anchor us back to like what the point is. Like we have tons and tons of information and ways to do this stuff. But nine times out of ten what it comes down to is are we willing to do it? Are we willing to just step into it? And so that's such a good just like anchoring point to bring us back to. In a world full of opportunity, mm-hmm. still our time is the, is the thing that we have the most control over right now. Um, we got another question um, that was asked like this. We know that the different things work for different people. So how do we relate this to establishing rhythms? And we kind of combine this with another question asking us personally, those who were sharing on Sunday and Brett and I, how do you incorporate these rhythms into your own life? Um, and I think that's a great question and a good one to answer together because the reality is some of these things we will be a little more inclined to step into. They might, might come a little bit easier to us, um, but we also want to make sure that we are nailing home the point that all of these are important. I came across this when I was putting together my message for Sunday, this concept of upstream and downstream practices. Um, and that the idea was there might be some things that are pathways to intimacy with Jesus that are kind of like downstream practices. They come easy to us. If you get, if you start into them, they make sense to you, you they fit into your life well, whatever. Um, and this, this uh, website was saying, hey, these are great practices to step into immediately, like right away, because they already make sense to you. Um, but there will also be some practices that are kind of upstream practices. They take work. Um, maybe for a lot of us, I think for a lot of us in this part of the world, the, the discipline, the rhythm of fasting would be an upstream practice to step into because we love food and we want to eat food. And the idea of going without really rubs us the wrong way. So that's an upstream practice uh, that might take some effort to step into. Um, but we just want to make sure to nail home that that both of those are vitally important. So if something comes really easily, don't like say, oh, this must not be helpful to me. Like, awesome, step into it more fully. And if something's pretty difficult, recognize, oh, there's probably a lot of work that God wants to do in my life as a result of that. Um, but to answer the second part of the question, how do we incorporate these in, my, in our own life? Um, I make a point in the mornings, to spend time with Jesus. I fail at that a lot, if I'm being really honest. I hit the snooze more than I want to, and when I do that, I find another time during the day to to make sure to set aside some time to spend time in his word and to spend time in prayer. Uh, My wife and I have a weekly day of fasting where we will fast for the entire day, Um, and specifically during our lunch hour while our kids eat, we will take time to pray or we'll sing some songs together and just really try to focus in on Jesus, which is the point of that. The point's not just to not eat, it's to, to 
focus on Jesus. Um, and then one thing I've been doing lately uh, is I've been trying to <clears throat> set my brain right as soon as I wake up in the morning. And so what I've been doing is I've been praying the Lord's Prayer as soon as I have like consciousness in the morning. Um, as soon as I start to like come out of that, that slumber, I start, I start the prayer saying, our Father who's in heaven, so Dad who's in heaven, and then and then I continue on like as as the prayer goes on. But what's been interesting is sometimes I'll start it and then I'll kind of fall back asleep and I'll wake up again and then I'll start it again and I'll kind of fall back asleep. What's been really cool is God has like solidified this relationship of him being a father to me through that practice. Even though I never, I hardly ever get to the end of it by the time it's time to get up, God is like highlighting different parts of it. And it's just that decision to make sure that I want my day to start with me recognizing who God is, why his name is holy, and what he wants for my life. And so that's been something I've been trying lately, and it's been really beneficial to me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because uh, I probably couldn't be more opposite of Kyle in, in a lot of this. Um, I, I know that we've talked a lot about like waking up in the morning, and uh, I think Matt talked about that on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm not just not a morning person. Like, I, I wake up, kind of zombified and, and cranky. And so uh, the rule in my house is like, leave dad alone until he's taking a shower. So I find that uh, finishing my day with reflection and then praying through the, the next day um, at the end of my day to be more helpful. It's, it's, I've had more intimate time with Jesus at the end of my day in the evening when everything's quiet, everyone's in bed, um, I'm still mentally sharp and ready. Um, that is just a better place for me to have that intimate time with Jesus than, than in the morning. Um, and so I make an effort to, to it, it's been really kind of cool because it's, it's, it's looking back and kind of realizing like, here's where I um, existed in my own flesh, or here's where I set my flesh aside and I really relied upon God. So it's, it's, it's a great like kind of moment for me in that but also to look ahead to the next day to say, what do I have going on? What meetings are going on? And to be able to pray through that before I even get to that day. Um, so for me, the, the evening has been a really helpful thing. Um, and fasting, I think the key thing is like, there's, there are different ways to do these things, but there's still like these core things that we are called to do. So um, I tried the fasting once a day thing for a little while, um, just never really kind of hit for me. Um, so I found like doing like a three-day fast um, or, or even like a 10-day fast was uh, much more impactful for me to have intimate time with Jesus because it just took a little bit longer. It takes a little longer for me in a day to, to kind of get to that place. Um, and so doing that there and then doing that with someone, not doing it on my own, um, has also been like a, a really important piece to that. Um, so I, yeah, and I think that's the thing, like with the upstream downstream thing is we don't want to give, we don't want to just give in to all the easy things and ignore the hard things. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, and just again, the reminder of this is not just to check things off of a list. This is to pursue intimacy with Jesus. So we can't just say like, okay, I read my Bible. I fast once a week. I pray for an hour every week or however long we feel like is like the spiritual right thing to do and say like, I've done it. I'm intimate with Jesus. That's not, that's not the deal. This is so that we can know him better. And we just got to keep that in mind. Um, We have one last question. It's just a real quick one that we just wanted to touch on. And it's a good one. It's asking, is it better to practice our spiritual rhythms with our community or individually? 
Is it, is it better to practice together or with our own hearts as an individual? Um, to which I would say, yes, both. Sure. <laughs> Jesus did both. We see him, uh, especially if you like read through the book of Mark, you get a, a, a lot of examples of Jesus drawing away from everybody to spend time with the Father, every single person other than him and God. And then you see a whole bunch of examples, too, of Jesus drawing away with some of his disciples. He'll take the 12 away from the crowd to have some time to spend with God, where they would pray together, they would worship together, they would they would have intimacy with God. Um, we see him take the three, Peter, James, and John, away to do that kind of thing. And so the precedent is set for both of those things. And something that I was thinking about is just, who you are, how you're put together, likely you lean one way or the other on that. I don't know if there's a ton of people who are just like, I get it, like right in the middle line. Um, If you're the type of person who kind of connects with God or that's a little more comfortable for you or makes more sense to you on the individual side of it, we tend to lean that way. Some of us have been raised our whole life just in the context of like church community, and we can't imagine our life with Jesus apart from other people in the mix. I think what God is calling his church to is a people who are desperately committed to him as individuals and as like the family of God. And so I would say, yes, they, they grow different things in us as we continue to pursue that same intimacy together. But I don't, I think it would be a, a, a real mistake for us to ignore one for the other. Yeah. And, and I think that there's a, um, just thinking back from Sunday, and there's a difference between individual and isolation. Mm-hmm. And, and so... We would look at isolation and say that that typically is an unhealthy um, way to pursue Jesus. Um, but individual balanced with a, um, a, a community um, is, is, is not an unhealthy way. So there, there are some individual work that we do need to do. Um, and I think that God does in us in that. But, um, but that's never in an isolation place or a place of isolation um, because uh, isolation really is that, that idea of like I am actively avoiding community, which when I'm in a place of isolation, I know you typically also means I'm actively avoiding a community with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, but when I'm individually pursuing Jesus, it's like a whole different, a whole different thing. So um, I think that also... Uh, in this is um, that realization that we can best understand a lot of these things um, with the help of other people. And, and so like an example for me, like in our home group, um, we, we have done a really great job with praying for each other, um, caring for each other. Um, and, and so we're, we're starting to pursue what does it mean to worship together? Um, and, and we're not talking like singing songs, we're talking about like an actual genuine expression of full worship of, of glorifying God and, and lifting him up and, and praising him for who he is. Um, and, and so we have to do that work to figure that out individually, but then we'll bring that together and, and explore that corporately too. So, so there's a, a, um, a, a very clear connection between um, really doing both and, and putting the work in, in both. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, Crosspoint family, we hope that, that these 
were helpful as we walked through these questions. Uh, I know that there is so many more that we just don't have any time to get to on this, uh, but keep them coming because this is a beautiful way for us to dialogue together on Sundays and even through these videos um, to be able to really get the heart of God and be the church that he wants us to be. And so this coming Sunday, we're going to be taking the next step forward. We're talking about discipleship and what it is, what it really is biblically, what is discipleship. Um, we're going to be hearing from some people who are living into that, and uh, we'll get a chance to answer some some questions about that this coming week. So we'll see you on Sunday. We love you. Talk to you later.